Hello and welcome to Guernsey Gigs podcast. This Woo. is our second podcast. Number two. On my left I've got Elliot Marius. I'm waving. Hi. Our <laughs> guest from last week who is now a full-time host as well. Am I? I didn't realise. Graham oh, Jordan. Okay. Hello. He's been crowned. He was so good last week. We were like, well, you need to get back for more because we don't know what to say. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time. And I always know what what to say? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, and on my right, is, right, the bassist and singer from the band Lord Vapor, yeah. Joe Lalong. Yeah. Yeah. Who were you playing, Joe? Because I, I, Lord Vapor was the first thing I saw you. So, yeah. Um, you been playing around for a while. I played in, like Elliot was saying before, about Distant Shores. It was like a metal band. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard of them, yeah. Screaming. Right. I don't know, that was like 2011. You guys yeah. played like Smash Fest and things like that, didn't you? Yeah, I think that was one of our last gigs actually, Smash okay. Fest, and then we sort of called it quits. Was that bass as well? Yeah. Still. Yeah, it was bass, yeah. And was that your first band? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, the first gig in bands, you know. I had bands when I was at school and stuff, but it never worked out. <laughs> yeah, we had school bands. Yeah, yeah. School bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, no, wait, wait, what was your first school band called? Mutilated Anus. <laughs> 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 I wonder why that one. Oh, like, well, yeah, oh, no, yeah. we were like flat out death metal. Yeah, but, oh, that's, that's amazing. We never really took off. <laughs> Did you have a very strong gay following as well? <laughs> <laughs> the name of to make the names. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. interesting. <laughs> Fans popping up in weird places. <laughs> oh, that's that's a great first name for a band. Though. Yeah, how, yeah how, that's kind of. That, so my first band was called. Hobbling badly because <laughs> we were That's brilliant. So we hobble, but we were really bad. So Is that like a folk off. band or something? Oh, no, it was really. It was uh, my mate Rusty, who's now got he, who DJs for a, a, an Australian uh, show called Tribe FM, and uh, and he writes podcasts and blogs and things like that. Uh, so he he sang in the style of John Anderson from Yes <laughs> and uh, prog rock kind of oh, style. Nice. Yeah, and then my brother who only picked up the bass because I had a drum kit. Yeah, that's a guy that's called Patrick <laughs> who's now Citizen X. Oh yeah, yeah. And Patrick had a Casio VL tone. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a bass, badly, um, a singer with no mic, a Casio Viltone, and then a massive drum kit. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, we were terrible. <laughs> My first band was called the Sick Bastard Society. The Sick Bastard Society. <laughs> what kind of stuff was that? Yeah, uh, it was just bad, bad covers of different songs. Oh, I would have played a few originals. Um, and we also did a cover of a Nickelback song which was <laughs> just kind of oh. a little bit of a piss take but it was yeah it was so bad that it could have been a Nickelback song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was Chris in that one as well yeah it was in that one yeah we like literally played in bands since have you always like never had uh, no, finding I, a drummer have you ever played do you think if you played with another drummer actually, then Chris would get a bit the, the first, the first <laughs> band that I played in didn't I, Chris wasn't playing the drums at that point he was still like learning them just bongos um, so like, the first the first actual band I played in that wasn't like uh, it was just a sort of classroom pissing about at a lunchtime band but it was with Brett on uh, drums when he oh yeah um, and Nick as well and it Broad playing guitar Um and we didn't have a name, we just literally just met up at lunchtime and just played whatever. And then 
never recorded a single song, never like, <laughs> wrote a proper That's song. That's school then, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah school, yeah. just okay. sort of like, our music teacher gave us unlimited access to the, the, the practice rooms and just said, yeah, just do what you want, yeah, make nice. as much noise as you like. And that kind nice. of musical yeah. freedom is good. Yeah, 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 it's really yeah, good. Man. Well, they, mm. Greg. <laughs> I'm trying, I am trying to remember. I think before the '80s band, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? That you're at school and stuff. So yeah, that was, was good, that good was 50 years a ago. Long time ago. <laughs> um, Greg is actually the oldest man in the world. <laughs> I don't know if anyone. I've had that. a few lifetimes. <laughs> He's um, lived many a life. I think it was called Unknown. And then it went I've on heard to, of them. Yeah. <laughs> Deep. And then I think it went on to be the poets. Um, this was when we actually had a MySpace page as well. Oof. What we were wow. talking about last time. I remember that, yeah. Back in the day where that was the place to like put your music up. Mm. I remember doing a, the photo shoot for it as well. <laughs> and it's really poor. I'm probably about, I think I'm 11 years old at this time. Can we, uh, can we get some of these photos for the people who can scroll through it? Might be a bit older. <laughs> 11 or 12. And you were 11 or 12? There's moody pictures of me and my best friend Steph in the living room sitting on the ground, like baggy trousers, looking in, looking in different directions to the camera. <laughs> or another distance. one that includes me sitting on the toilet with my trousers down, reading <laughs> the newspaper. Because <laughs> that was kooky edgy. and cool at the time <laughs> and edgy. So edgy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was yeah I think it was all originals cool but I've been in many a band first bands are always embarrassing mm. but yeah I can't, it's, it is cool though to look back and there's some, sometimes there's some really good songs that like go back to there's stuff that I wrote and a lot of it's shit I would have had a lot of it shit there's a couple I go back and I think oh, that's still like a catchy tune <laughs> I really want to like rewrite some of the old that could, that could be quite an interesting compilation CD. You know, you're doing your Discs of Grace thing. Yeah. It would be quite yeah. funny like, to do a little charity CD of just like everyone's original first <laughs> recordings. I mean, it would be very select few people that would actually bother to buy that and listen to it, but it would be quite entertaining for people to We could put hear it together yeah. on, online and have like, <laughs> compilation. people put in their first, <laughs> first recordings. If, if you're in a band and you're listening to the show... Send us your first recordings <laughs> and we'll put a little compilation up on the website. Because that would be amazing to listen to. Yeah. What was this disgrace thing? Okay, um, so that was, yeah, that's something that we talked about in the last podcast. It's this, this idea to put together a compilation album. Yeah. With money going to Guernsey Mind and every song that's been donated. We've got like 17 songs so far. Every song's around the theme of mental health. Okay. So... It's kind of, it's going to be released around World Mental Health Day, which is always the 10th of October. So it's going to be released around then. And as I was saying last time, interestingly, most of the people that have contributed the track so far are kind of like bedroom musicians or people that are not in bands and not been doing it for the first time and actually jumped straight onto the project because they heard about it and they said, yeah, that's a really good idea. Music has been such an important thing for me to get me through whatever mental health problem I kind of have, you know. Well, they didn't say that. That's not a quote. <laughs> I, I thought um, you were talking personally. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, so, so it's. I think. I mean, we explore this idea a bit. We all know that music is a great vehicle to communicate emotions or empathise with kind of emotions. Gregory's currently pouring the carver. Going rock and roll. Cheers, very nice. Oh, very good. Um, so. So we know that music has this kind of... It taps into the 
human emotion kind of experience and a lot of people use music to kind of get through moments or yeah. it augments their experience in some ways so yeah it's just that kind of idea the disc of grace is just a working title i think that's yeah. that's out the window somebody's talking about maybe out of the box maybe out of the Cause, box yeah because it's about breaking breaking down the stigma of of the mental health I think you just got a really cool CD, man. But I think Annihilated Anus should get together. Annihilated and Annihilated. That's the tribute, man. That's like power metal version of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see if Carlos wants to reform the band. He was in that band. We're putting the band together. Anyone else that we know? No, they're, they're sort of like gone off to do their own thing now. None of them are in Guernsey. Well, Carlos Car- is still in Guernsey, but although he doesn't play anymore, I don't think he, he never really got into the gigging scene. You know? oh, that's so a shame. So that must have been right? really uh, cool for you once Distant Shores had kind of like run its course for you to get together with Lord Vapor. Yeah, with, yeah, with, really. With Squirrel and Henry. Yeah. And how did that come about? Watch how that happened because it just you guys hit the scene big time. Yeah. Well, it was. The day before Squirrel left for Australia, oh, yeah. it was like we got chatting and he was just like, we should start a band when I get back. And so he fucked off. And then <laughs> Henry was in Brighton and he had all these riffs and he was sending me all these riffs. So Henry came back sort of the same time Squirrel did. So yeah, it yeah. sort of just Perfect. worked so out. So you waited out a year to put the band together. <clears throat> you said that home. Well, yeah, it, was just, it was like a pipe dream, I guess. We were just like, yeah, well, you know, when you're pissed, you're like, yeah, we'll start a band. It's like, <laughs> it like, yeah, and like nothing over fruits, but it actually did. That surprises me because you said that Squirrel got sent to Australia. I didn't realise they still do that in the criminal justice. Yeah, they're <laughs> still sending people yeah, to Australia. So 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 Trying to get rid of my dramas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you haven't done a stint over here. How do you know him? And then they used to expel the hippies. They just got well, all that hair as well. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. You, can tra- you can kind of trap spiders it, with He used to have dreadlocks back then and he shaved them off before he went to Australia because he knew that. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, stinky. Yeah. Yeah, Lord Vapor, we were um, saying, I looked today, and Mill Street Blues has got like 44,110 views, which is amazing. Well, that's 111 after about. you. 111 after yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I donated an entry. And I have listened to that album a good 30 <laughs> times. Like, I donated at least 10 to 15 of those <laughs> Decent. Um, views. I don't um, think I've donated any. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the CD as well. I'm not just going on YouTube to, to rip it yeah, off. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's amazing. And we were talking before the show, like how the scene that you're in, do you find that you've got a bigger presence online? You've got this huge following, which is almost bigger. You've got a good following over here, but it's, yeah. it's very it's very small in comparison to the online. Yeah, I think so. It's just I, the Stone Rock scene is, as Elliot knows, it's just so tight and so niche that there's like a community there and they're, they're all just music fanatics you know yeah they love it and they really buy it into it. they yeah. buy it that's the main thing is they actually yeah, yeah everyone they really actually supports buy it. it yeah so you're sending it's, off a lot of stuff through Bandcamp yeah, yeah. we've managed to sell all our CDs all our shirts pretty much we've got like 10-15 CDs which were taken off the store yeah yeah that's brilliant we're going to keep it for live shows and you're going to reprint some of them or I don't think we're going to bother reprinting the second them album. we've already print, reprinted them they ran out once and then we had to reprint them <laughs> and we're out again that's, that's like the local band's <laughs> dream <laughs> I how many like, time are you printing? we did like 200 so wow yeah. that's pretty good then yeah yeah 
Nice. Well, you did the 200 one. That's yeah. good. I think that is definitely better, especially when you're starting out. Even though there's often a deal on like a thousand, you think 200, 500, but it's 200 pounds less for a thousand, but you still have 600 yeah. in the cupboard yeah. to keep yeah. somewhere. <laughs> 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 that's quite a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. to sell. Yeah, you've been very hopeful to find Just boxes and boxes <laughs> and boxes. Gear after gear. I don't know if we... I think we still got a few boxes of it somewhere. <laughs> That's interesting what you raised about the online presence. So what's your sense of why is that community, the Stoner Rock community, why is it such a tight, loyal, album-buying, T-shirt-buying kind of uh, community? I don't even know. It's I, weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just... I've got, like, a, a, a few suspicions. I think, like... Um, it's the sort of it's a mix of the generation that were like into Black Sabbath and into sort of like heavy metal back in the day so they're like loyal well, sort of 70s yeah yeah but they're like the loyal sort of like record buying music fanatics that are like really into their heavy rock and then it's the younger generation of people who admire their sort of parents that listen to that sort of music and they've been growing up around that mm. and then sort of they they used to listen to their parents records and so they want to yeah. buy records as well so yeah, like yeah. okay but i think that sort of music scene especially in the stone rocks scene they they are sort of we want to wear our band t-shirts that's our yeah. everyday wearing you know like mm. i always wear band t-shirts pretty much every day so do yeah, you yeah. pretty much yeah yeah um and then and, yeah. and, and Graham he was yes. Graham's and currently wearing the Gregory Harrison t-shirt <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. and Greg's not wearing his Gregory Harrison t-shirt no I'm I do sometimes wear when I run out of clothes but yeah <laughs> I, I think that the um, that the sort of younger generation trying to emulate their sort of parents generation or whatever they, they sort of they love Black Sabbath and that kind of stoner rocky kind of doomy vibe they like that sort of scene and then all of these bands are sort of spawned from those uh, those other sort of seventies yeah. bands as a subgenre, okay. And I think that they're just they just kind of mm. are like, well, we want to show our loyalty by yeah, yeah. buying so the. It's record, a lifestyle thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit, a bit of a lifestyle, lifestyle thing. thing. It's a bit geeky. Yeah, yeah it, sort of, it is really nerdy. Oh, interesting. Sitting down, yeah. going through and searching for these bands online. That yeah, you for sure. And then. Like collecting almost, yeah, it's a bit or, of a like or obscure albums. It's like collecting, like that's what I imagine. If you think it about it in that way, yeah, it is a little bit like yeah, you, you sort of like. I, I mean, it's also like really good music. So yeah, you know, you, it's the kind of music that a lot of people can get into. Like whether you're really into heavy metal or not, like there's a lot of bands within that genre yeah. that are quite appealing. So, like, you so know, as opposed to maybe it, it other kinds of music where mm. people might sort of get up and sort of walk down to HMV or other music retailers um, <laughs> and buy a physical copy, are we saying that the Stoner Rock community, the clues in the name, that people can't actually get out of there? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know their space. Yeah, they just—it's one click away. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going like online. Yeah. And whilst I'm there, Mars bars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think there's a lot of sort of YouTube browsing. It kind of recommends like. Have you thought of merch as a merch YouTube, thing right? with the um, next album? Uh, just doing like buy an album, get a slice of pizza as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can work something out. Some get get a single Lord Vapor Dorito <laughs> <laughs> with Henry's face like engraved oh. on the side of it, <laughs> covered in cheese. Dust. <laughs> you were talking about a music video with Henry in it, covering him in butter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we wanted to like just like have Henry and like 
this this room just sat in a chair with his shirt off, just staring straight at the camera, and then like hands come from behind, just smear him like sludge. Just like this unrelenting stare into the camera, like, making you feel really so. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, if you'd like to volunteer for, to be those hands smothering Henry in butter, write in to Goodsy Gigs. <laughs> Go into history. Yeah. yeah. I was one of the hands. That was my, <laughs> that was my hand, my hairy fist, rubbing <laughs> Henry in buttery goodness. Nice. Do you find from the online sort of following and stuff, do you find that you get offered gigs in, in various places, or is it really just about sort of the music, or do you, do you we, get contacted quite a lot? To we have had online? a few gig offers quite recently as well, actually. Um, we got offered a gig in Nantes literally last month and I was just like we can't take it because it's not going to pay enough for to get all the way over there yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a problem it's a price of getting off the island to actually go do it and we got offered a couple of gigs in the UK but it's just like yeah, we can't just go for one one or two gigs but you've done a few we... tours off of the island as well haven't you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we did the uh, European one last year we did like four dates five dates you got to kind of but, book quite a few to make it worth it, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I think even on that trip, we just about got back with the sort of money we spent to go. Yeah. So Didn't like, you have a, a van breaking down as well? Yeah. Like in classic yeah. rock band, <laughs> yeah. on the road, style. Yeah, we had a few tragedies. The tyre was yeah. the wrong tyre. God and, damn it. Yeah, was that the spare tyre around Henry, or was that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to wait like two or three days to get another tyre. I love him. You can yeah, always tell the sort of in between bands when you rock up to a festival and you see like the mega buses with the big bands in them, and then some broken down band <laughs> rocks up beside yeah. it, which is about a quarter of the size. And the band are pushing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hippies fall from out of it, smoke pouring out the window. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what that trip was. Didn't you also <laughs> buy a slab of beer that was all non-alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking squirrel, yeah. yeah. I, I bought this big. We're in Germany, and I'm like in the supermarkets, you can buy big cases of beer. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck all. And, uh, so I bought a big case, and he's like, "Why'd you get that?" And I was like, "Just around there, like just go around there and just pick up a case, man." And, like you just, you didn't look on the boy, you just fucking <laughs> grab the beer in the stand. Not now, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I was like, he was like, these aren't the same beers, and I was like, nope, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> not getting drunk, but still having to go out to wee every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just leave them on the side of the road or something. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, just after a gig, we were like, ah, oh, someone will want these, and then sure enough, it was gone. Like, <laughs> some hobo, like, someone that thought it was alcoholic beer. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we just did on another guy. Some hobo's like. <laughs> This isn't what I yeah. thought it was. Oh, sweet beers. Carries <laughs> <laughs> beer for the illiterate. A load of kids, like under 16, in a corner pretending that they're really yeah. drunk after drinking it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we found these beers on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, do you think the band would ever, like, take it, take it over to the UK or, or move over? Or? about it. Yeah, we have spoken about it. But um, do you think, like, jobs... Are in the way. Of- yeah, it's a bit of a weird one because I think Squirrel and Henry are quite comfortable doing what they're doing over here. Yeah, what does Hen- uh, Henry is like? In- Henry and Squirrel work at the same place, so like they 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 work in care. Yeah, um, that's yeah. what I thought. Like, is it? There's some some Irons Community Centre, I think. All oh, right, yeah. yeah. And you're a builder. Yeah, I'm with Stu at the moment, actually. Yeah, yeah, some Stu. Yeah. So all types of building. Well, yeah, pretty much plastering. Plastering. Stonework. Stonework. 
And is that rock. always just been <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. and Stoner Rock, yeah. yeah. It's all day. Stone Mason by day, Stoner Rock of only yeah. It's all too much. <laughs> Forever you, stoned. Yeah. Was the, getting into that work, was that ever, was it a choice that was reflected because of music and stuff? Because I remember I, I went into joinery work so that I could have my weekends and that I had enough money and a job that would mean that I could go anywhere in the world mm. and I could yeah. work and I would have my weekends free and I could play music yeah. essentially because I wasn't meant to be doing joinery work for that long I mean I was essentially meant to get famous years ago <laughs> <laughs> but it never really worked out um, famous I didn't think room. that far this room you're famous <laughs> So was that like part of the choice or was it just no, something no, it wasn't really part into? of the choice but I guess it's become that because I, don't, I, don't, I never went into building work so for that reason I just did it because I didn't have any qualifications and they were hiring <laughs> yeah that was part of mine as well <laughs> but, so I was like yeah cool so I've been doing that for, for like ever and it's like it's kind of all I know in a sense because I've just been doing it for so long so mm. it's just like I may as well find a job doing something I know yeah yeah and then because of that like the freedom of that work is like so good like you say you know, I could tell my boss, like, oh, look, I'm going away next week for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, and you can leave and yeah. you can go on tour if you need to. Yeah. And there is a flexibility around yeah, that it. kind of work. And you can travel yeah. and you can move to other countries and you can do the same thing because the, because the skill set's the yeah. same, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. And there's always going to be building. There's, there's yeah, always going to be much. knocking yeah. down and building That's up it. again. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's That's, kind of it's, it's like it's useful. Oh, I should have become an electrician because you know, there's always going to be electric work to be done. Eh? That's, yeah, it's true. until yeah. Uh, you know, until the sun emits radio waves and we all end up without any electricity. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah, it could be quite literal. Yeah. 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 It's quite. You suddenly it's, one this podcast dark. Yeah. Very dark. Yeah. One, one day there's going to be like a massive sort of thing, and then we'll all be out of electricity. And we hit the Can someone take the alcohol away from Elliot? <laughs> Becoming maudlin he's, again. He's had two glasses of cover. He's like an old lady. <laughs> And then they go, oh, we got it. It'll be like a big green thing coming from the sky. Well, I did that. I, I, I didn't have qualifications from school at all. I left yeah. school at like 15 or something. I went to catering college because that's, I don't know, yeah, folks might, yeah, it might, it might, folks had a, like a guest had house. A fridge. Type thing. <laughs> um, and so I didn't know what to do but obviously catering then you're like working evenings and yeah. things like that so mm. that just clashed with music big yeah. time so you just I had to make a big big decision to, to think well I can't do that yeah. I just have to do something else yeah drive vans or pick cucumbers anything that will leave you the time pick cucumbers yeah yeah I'm quite cucumbers. lucky in that reserve <laughs> in working at the moment in hospitality I have the best hours anyone could dream for in that business well I essentially finished the latest at nine one night but seven most evenings oh wow so i've managed to work it out but even then i suppose to to be able to play i work it out where i work two different jobs and i still do the building work to help cover the costs on the side and over the weekends and all this extra so that so that i can go and play gigs Mm. and it it does i suppose it takes a toll i i i sometimes wonder whether our, our our loved ones sort of feel that um, a little bit or whether the reason behind a lot of musicians never getting hitched with someone else is because 
it's becomes an obsession, I suppose, to a certain point of wanting to do It's just about dividing your time. It. It's really, really hard. Mm, if, you, yeah. if you get together with somebody who's kind of sympathetic to that and they can understand this is an important part of what makes you tick, then they'll slice you some yeah. time for that. But it is about dividing your time. You know, I, I, we, we touched on sport a bit. Uh, and yeah, and, and, and uh, so last podcast, podcast we talked Guernsey about Games. the fact that Guernsey's got this very vibrant music community and not, actually it's quite a vibrant sport community we think not that we around think, the table yeah, yeah. we know much about we, that we've heard um, we're not so sure and we think yeah. it's because there's not much of a commute and people can do, yeah. do their stuff quickly but um it still demands sort of time and passion yeah, and definitely. I think blokes generally I think you, you'll find the music making community, especially in rock music or you know popular music, it's mainly blokes that are doing that. So I'd like to yeah, see more women do it, yeah. more women Ooh. drums, more oh, women bass players, not just that. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Every podcast, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Is we have. Well, yeah, we yeah. talked about every podcast. This is our second podcast. We're still in the making of 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 what this podcast is even really about it. it's kind of slipped into just a conversation um i think last time we were saying what is this podcast and what are we going to do and that's that's down to like the viewers as well yeah i guess so and and to us how it develops it can go anywhere yeah, yeah. we could Literally. be talking about cooking in two months you delve into the details of sports <laughs> so you were talking though about wanting to explore the idea that actually we do do day jobs yeah. to yeah. kind of facilitate us doing the, the music. And yeah. for all of us, that's a bit of a balance, isn't it? Mm. For, for some of us, the jobs are actually quite important and the music less so. And for some others, Definitely. the music's yeah. really important and the job's not so important. And then yeah. for others, it's about yeah. an equal split. Yeah. That's and why then I you've got to bass. fill everything else around yeah. that. There's, there's, then there's families and partnerships. No, yeah, the bass is very easy to play and the job is, you know, takes a little bit more. So <laughs> that's why I play the bass. I mean, what about you, Jen? <laughs> why do you play bass? <laughs> no one else wanted to. <laughs> were you a guitarist before you were a bassist? <laughs> I, well, technically I would have been. Because mm. I bought a guitar first, and I started. Don't don't did, first, like feed into the rumors about basses being. I never got serious about music until I picked up the bass. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And why? What was your what what attracted you to the bass? What do you think the sound was, or was there a player? Yeah, it's like or groove, I think. No, it's, it's a groove. Yeah, thing. for sure. Like, nice playing along to the head knobs. It is quite groovy. Who was it yeah. that that kind of like? Obviously, it's difficult to identify one particular musician. I think for any of us, yeah. but. Was there a sort of a style or a kind of a... So, so you mentioned groove. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is going to be so cliche for the whole stoner off thing, but it's got to be Keys of Butler, man. Like, <laughs> literally just listening to Black Sabbath when I was like 13, eh? And it's just like, Keys are riding those gnarly... Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And so you can play every Black Sabbath album back to front, right? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. So you practice too. Is, is there something about his style, do you think, that, that that was particularly unique? Or Yeah, yeah, it's just like all over the place. He's just riding up the neck all the time, just these riffs, man. It's, and the, the groove just constant throughout the whole of it is amazing. So that sounds quite jazzy yeah. if he's going up and down. Mm-hmm. I guess some of it can be, yeah. 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 He okay. still plays all the in-between notes and yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, oh, he sounds quite busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think bassists can sometimes get. It's kind of like put in a situation where they only are allowed to play four notes. Yeah, basically. Sometimes a bit of a shame. Yeah. So there, there's a lot more that can be done with it than. Yeah, but I wonder whether that's because 
as you say, a lot of these the bassists were people that like bands that got together and was needed a bass player. I know numerous friends who have put together bands and when they were in school and and they and they sort of made it a little bit, but their bassist never played an instrument before playing the bass, and they were like, "We need a bassist. You're a cool dude." learn how to play the yeah, bass. Yeah, a, a friend of mine in Jersey who wanted to be in a band desperately and, and these guys, they needed a bassist, so he bought a bass and he sat in his room for like six weeks and got back to them saying, I can now play. <laughs> but actually, he's like, only been playing like a bit. And due to the fact of them only starting up, whether the bass has sort of been very simple because of that and because those yeah. bands were I, you can tell the true mm-hmm. bassists who like picked up the bass and was like I'm going to learn that instrument because I love it are the ones that are like the lead players in the yeah, band you know, there's certain bands that are like kind of like toupee and stuff like that where yeah. it's just all about the, the, the bass rhythms yeah. and stuff and they, they kind of take the lead and then the other instruments are just kind of like supporting kind of like uh, Primus and stuff like that yeah, where it's sure. just like that is all about the bass it's all about the lead, sort of. It's all about the bass. Yeah. About the bass. Oh, God, about bass not. Ever since that song, you know one yeah. can say it. It's like a catchy tune. It's like that movie, Slap at the Bass. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I always love the um, Simpsons episode where Homer learns how to play the bass. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. That's amazing. Good. It's amazing. And he picks up the fuzzy tunes and he starts vibrating <laughs> all over. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's like one note, like. <laughs> you can't uh, tell but we're all pulling faces yeah. right now <laughs> yeah. air basing everyone air basing is it is Guinness from, from wine that is yeah. your Guinness yeah, yes, yeah literally bought it just Thank for you, you. I can recommend right. pouring it into a champagne flute it just it, just I just really poured my John it. Smith into a champagne flute and it looks very classy <laughs> so I try it again so I can't drink it <laughs> This makes really good radio, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, no, oh. Is this sacrilege? Mm. Like, for, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, it just I takes a while to settle. More royal. More royal. Regal. Guinness the, 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 the royal in champagne flutes. It's going to look quite menacing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, on the job side, I think there's definitely a part where where you're sort of around 15, 16, you're, if you're not doing too well in school or you haven't got a a vision of where you want to be a lot of people like trying to find the right job that will accommodate that because you always think it's okay I mean it's a great band we're going to make it it's just a cover over till then I mean I definitely thought like that and I knew lots of friends that did the same thing and you know who left school and started working in meat factories and things because it was going to be okay they were only going to be in a meat factory for a while yeah. gradually as the years go on you kind Life of realise that yeah um, it doesn't always work out like that and and actually even though you've got following we're saying like you've got a huge online following and stuff but it's not there's, the no money, man. there's no money in it there's no money in music like, especially at that level unless you really suddenly get that one hit and it takes yeah. over and yeah. and even then I, I suppose it's more sort of radio play that they get money from yeah. and, and merch well, that's just the thing things. it's like there's bands that are just on the cusp, you know. They've got like twenty thousand followers on the internet, on Facebook, or whatever. They're getting the gigs, you know. They're getting good tours. But they're still not making enough. You know, they still when in between tours, they have to go back and they work. still have to work. Yeah, yeah. They still work in the bar, work yeah, and things yeah. like this. Yeah. So they can do enough. like a month on the road, earning some good money, and then they come back and they still have to find it. Yeah. Part time, you know, because they're not making any money off record sales. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, enough, hey, Dave. You know, not enough to. Oh, oh, hey. oh. 
That was Dave. Dave Dave Everington. (laughs) The guest appearance of Dave. (laughs) Thankfully, we have we're recording this podcast from my living room again. But um, Dave has been painting our ceiling. Uh, did you ask Dave to paint your ceiling or did he just like <laughs> he just come in and start painting <laughs> probably just started yeah um, looks good yeah and so yeah we, we've got dust sheets all it's over great. the floor you missed a bit Dave I, I can see a little patch there that's um <laughs> it's alright he's come in as a favour oh, oh okay so yeah, yeah, sharp gonna, Elliot it's okay it's a favour <laughs> it's fine I'm not going to um, you're not going to criticise his painting criticise any work it's beautiful. You know, we're, we're, it's we're very, talking uh, about that. We're talking about that balance between like the work and not earning the money. Joe, you were saying about you know there are people out there that kind of on the cusp and they're sort of doing it. Mm. It's just got to come down to you got to lower your expectations whenever you're a musician. I think <laughs> lower those yeah, expectations when you book a gig because and you think oh we're going to fill it up. It's going to be absolutely amazing and. 20 people turn up yeah. in some ways it's <laughs> you've got to always lower expectations maybe not on the short term and, and that shouldn't be your, your main focus you should, you should you aim high I think you, yeah, when, when you're creating you should try and do the best that you want to do yeah, sure. but I think that as, as a long term thing you've got to look for the simple pleasures and for the simple things that can come from just playing a gig yeah. um, getting together with your friends going out there and things like that so like yeah. producing a recorded piece of music shouldn't be about I'm going to sell loads of yeah, yeah. Uh, records it's going to be more about actually this is something that I'm proud Enjoy, of yeah, being, exactly. being part of Definitely. with my friends and yeah. that's something that's important to me Isn't rather, that, rather that, than thinking that was, it's that was out the there the only reason we recorded our, our first album with Brunt was because we wanted a record of what we'd done like it, it wasn't mm. because we wanted to release it and make make ourselves famous or make any money off of it we were like my brother's going off travelling and we've written well, a bunch of songs sent to Australia uh, sorry <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's been sent to Australia <laughs> To the the Crimland, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just, we just wanted a, so a record. Time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going over there. Don't worry. <laughs> Who um, knows? Yeah, you know, this could go viral. If you're, if you're uh, listening uh, in Australia we, right we now, why don't drop us a line anytime soon? Yeah, but we, we basically just wanted a record of the songs that we'd uh, written during the time that we were a band, and like. We thought, oh, maybe it'll happen when he comes back. He might live over there. He, you know, we didn't know what was going to yeah. happen, so we just thought, let's make a record of it. And we just enjoyed, you know, just getting together. We recorded it in the tab, which was quite fun. We just sort of rocked up there, set up some microphones, and just just played it. And I remember that it was good. Yeah, you've got a big following, online following as well. Like, yeah, yeah. you're saying bigger than Lord Vapor's following. Yeah, yeah. which is Ooh. for an Ooh. instrumental stoner rock band yeah. is it's quite quite, it's quite good yeah. Uh, yeah, like, the listener can't see band. but Joe is currently gritting his teeth and shaking his fist <laughs> <laughs> damn you <front. laughs> yeah it's, it's but you do a lot of work good, yeah. for that as well in the yeah. sense of you really know I know this is something well, you've showed me quite a few things of how to sort of I suppose in your job you, you work with computers a lot as well, so it's very easier. You know about all the computer, the computer things. stuff, the, the computer <laughs> things. I'm sound, always scared if like I put my computer on all woman. the little men that keep it working are going to fall out and then they're going to find their way back. <laughs> um, but ways of, of of interacting with other bands yeah. um, online. Um, well, well, like we were saying before, the Stoner Rock community as well is like uh, there's like there's a real community there, and it's like to tap into it is. You know, as soon as you release something 
within that community, you've got a little bit of a, a following anyway, just because everyone wants to check out the latest new band there. Yeah. I think we kind of stepped into that at the kind of time that it was sort of bubbling. Mm. And I think there was a sort of like a resurgence of vinyl as well. And, and people, mm. a lot of like new bands were going, oh, maybe we should release our stuff on vinyl. And ours kind of kind of came out at the, the sort of time that that was coming back up to the surface. And then uh, we also uh, managed to hook up with... Um, so, the, like, the reason that Lord Vapor and us have got quite a decent amount of YouTube hits is because um, uh, you, certain YouTubers that have, like, uh, music channels have put our albums just in their entirety, put them on their YouTube channel. And so they've already got, you know, 30,000, 40,000 YouTube subscribers that will, it yeah. automatically goes out to them. So it's kind yeah, of like a, a bit cool. like a modern radio station. Yeah, where like, like yeah. they've got their own fan base. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so they, they hunt, they hunt for like the latest that. thing cool. and they'll just put it up on their that's YouTube channel. That's very cool. So did you approach them in any way? I'm just thinking for anyone that's sort of listening to this and who's, who's in a band and they're trying to find ways. We well. didn't approach them for our first oh. one, uh, but for our second one we did because um, I, I think for the first one it was a bit of a... It was a new thing. He he'd only put out a few albums on his on his YouTube channel, and then he picked up on ours and shoved it on there, and that gained a lot of traction on on the first album. And then as it went forwards, like he got they got more and more hits on their YouTube channel, and it became a much bigger thing. And so we thought with our second album, we should approach him and release it on there this like the same time that we were releasing our album. So it became like a you could hear it there first kind of thing. Um, mm. And I, I think yeah. that was quite a Enjoy good idea. Traffic. Yeah, exactly. Draw like get a lot of traffic to to the video, and then they link it back to our Bandcamp yeah. page, and like as, especially with YouTube sort of algorithms and stuff, they they recommend bands based on what you've been watching. So it's quite a nice way of um, getting exposure from someone else's uh, taste in music, basically. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was a lot of a, a debate going on about that, especially about Stone Meadow. Yeah, he's, he's getting a lot of flack. Yeah, some yeah. People don't. Because he's putting people's music up on YouTube or whatever. And probably making a fair bit of money from Possibly, it. Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure if he's monetized his YouTube. And I oh, I see. People were giving him a bit of flack. Because okay, like, so oh, has he got an advertising revenue anything? or something? Like, I think there might be. Yeah. Okay. So but, a lot of people are just like saying you're ripping off artists. But I think it, it, any that, artist is a fine line, there. isn't it? It's, it's a whole, fine line. Yeah, just debate between you're getting really good exposure you know yeah. like, and actually but, just but being you ripped are getting off, very yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. it's not yeah. about being ripped it's off it's just not being acknowledged for the work that you're doing yeah, so yeah. it's a piece yeah. of work and you want to every time yeah. it's played so that's why yeah. PRS but, and PPL yeah. are kind of important that you get but, acknowledged but, every time but, you're played as soon as you do that I, I think this is a really interesting question like uh, as soon as you put a restriction on your music it doesn't go as far you know, as soon as you put a limit on, right? yeah, as soon as you put a limit on 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 who can share your music, who's allowed to to use your music, like um, uh, uh, what's her name, um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, yeah. recently released an album where they said that we hold no rights to this music. Yeah, Anyone could do it. anything yeah. that they want uh-huh. to with this, with this album, yeah. and they knew that they'd make money on gigs and tours and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. They, but they literally said, if you want to press this album, if you want to, if yeah. you want to buy the stems if, and remix it, yeah, literally whatever yeah, you want to do. They just said, just do whatever you want with That's this music. Cool. Yeah. And I think that is a really interesting proposition because, like, it's it's kind of like just sharing your artwork with the world, basically. Like, mm. 
if you wanted yeah. to go far and wide, the, why put limits and restrictions on it? Yeah, yeah. And are you there? Like, are you making enough money on it to really care about how much yeah. money you make off of it? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, to a certain point, mm-hmm. I think you know, that's if you want to make a living, other people should buy. But at the same time, I remember my friend Will Wood who came over, yeah, um, the New Zealand artist, and we had this very same discussion, and he's. We, I was talking about printing CDs, and he says, I'd no longer print any CDs of anything I do. He says, you send it out, but I put, every time he does an album, he puts it online, and it's all free, so anyone can get it. So if someone wants to go and listen to it, they can. And if someone doesn't want to pay for something, they're going to find a way anyway of yeah, not paying totally. for it. And he prints everything in vinyl. He's a bit of a vinyl nut, but that's where he makes his money on the shows, because people would rather buy the vinyl at the show and he makes a bit of profit from that mm. rather than a CD. And at least you've got the artwork and he makes yeah, yeah. a little bit of money think, from that. But it's not huge enough. Because there's production costs. Be, I mean, there's yeah, you yeah. know studio time, yeah. there's, yeah. there's yeah. the artwork, there's the mastering. There's the It all goes in. I, I, I think it's, it's the same thing. I mean, he, he works... He used to work in... Before he moved to Berlin, he was working in... He was a monkey trainer, though, wasn't he? For many years? <laughs> many years. Well, then, then he, he did toothpaste makeup, prison didn't for he? the criminally insane yeah. for six months. This is true as well. Then and then he would go on tour for six months. He um, coughed for a living as well. Yeah. Yeah. Professional coffer. Yeah. He used to sew tutus for uh, Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before this sounds like a reference of you yeah. now. <laughs> Just absolute nonsense coming out. I'm a bit confused though because essentially what we're saying around this table, it sounds like Stoner Rock has got a really good uh, community that really support and develop and yeah. uh, support and purchase yeah. so commercially purchased I, I so for any new type of music just savvy to the fact that the bands don't make a lot of money any yeah. new music maker out there maybe someone thinking about yeah. getting into a musical genre forming a band essentially we're saying form a stone rock band is the new commercial I don't know is that, is I, 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 think, I think if, if um, every subgenre thought about themselves in that way and it, like you know just push the fact that it's all about the underground artist and not just trying to make it commercially. Yeah. Then I think people will start thinking about music in a different way and they're not just sort of um, trying to make it big and trying to make it famous. So I don't think every stoner rock band is trying to do that. They just want to make good music and they don't really care. Yeah. They're just putting it out there. Yeah. And like they get a good following. I don't think it's about trying to... I like the idea about it not being sort of owned in some ways. That, that So what you were saying earlier was that the less you own it, the less you put restrictions on hmm. it the more possibility it has. And and when you talk about that in comparison to the village musician or the travelling troubadour or someone who's just got a guitar and goes into a community and and sings and puts songs out there, whether other people's songs or their own songs or... Then that's what that is. Yeah, isn't it? There's is yeah, no restrictions to that. If you think about it, the, the same way, walks busking. through the marketplace and listens to it yeah. and likes it by putting. Money yeah, exactly. In you think about it the same way as busking. You're just yeah. putting your music out there to the world, yeah. and if someone appreciates it, they'll pay for it. They'll yeah. they'll give you some money. Yeah. And, if, and, if, down, and yeah. if they don't appreciate it, then they'll just walk walk on by, or they might listen yeah. to it and steal it. But those aren't the type of people that are going to buy your music in the first place. So, yeah. and they'll the, have the only thing, karma as well. Well, the only thing that they're going to do is is talk to their friends about it. And then those people are going to buy it. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully their friends are nicer yeah. than, than them because we yeah. don't like them. <laughs> bastards. I think it's interesting. Um, let's talk about it. It's it's a lot of people. I think are just simply ignorant of the fact um, 
that it costs a lot of money to like make an album. It costs, and to be in a band, it actually costs a lot of money. Definitely. There's there's so many different things, and I, I've done a lot of this and explaining, and and I I I tend to generally spend a lot of my time advertising and, and and talking to people about going to live venues and 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 going to see bands or listening to music and things and trying to push people that wouldn't necessarily go or don't know how to go to a gig they've never really been to a gig so they're not sure if almost they're welcome or people come in and, and they they realize that they've got to pay for to go and see these bands which sometimes they get for free but they don't realize that those bands are getting paid somewhere else or mm-hmm. what they're paying for essentially if, if you say we put on an event where we've got 10 pounds on the door that they're paying for which is two pints of beer really when you put it like that people start thinking about it and you've got four bands so that 10 pounds is then divided into four mm-hmm. for each individual yeah. act then per number and it, you know there's gigs where people are lucky to walk out with a fiver per band yeah and it's true it doesn't cover the petrol costs from getting no. the gear there because then there's sound engineers that come into it. You've got, you've got yeah. to pay the sound the engineer, lighting, you've got to pay yeah. the light engineer. All the time and the time of work and things like that. And when you do explain all these things, people sort of almost are a bit baffled and they do say a lot of the time, you're like, I never, I never even thought about that. It didn't even come... And we know about it because yeah. we're musicians and we do it all the time and we talk about it and I'm a drummer I'm well yeah <laughs> apart from Graham what's your view on this Graham as an outsider as the musician well, as someone who has to carry the most gear I suppose in some ways like all the all the all is the it worth the effort bells. yeah Are it is absolutely turning into like well I put it into the realms of cardiovascular I'm very old now so, so, <laughs> so setting up and taking down from gigs and carrying it all around oh, yeah. keeping me relatively alive <laughs> just play the cajon instead that's one thing to carry just a box like even then you can just on the stage on something I like all the metal and wood (laughs) my mum sent me a picture the other day that I posted on on my page and I'm standing outside my house with guitars mandolins and a whopping drum carpet and a stool and it was and a a wooden stool as well and I didn't have it it was 16 I think and I put on this three day festival type thing in the market square in Dino where I was growing up and we had uh, like folk bands on Thursday night and we had uh, two rock bands including my band on Friday and then we had a classical quartet on the Saturday but all the gear was really difficult because we couldn't move around and I was doing it after work as well to set up to have these two gigs on and some people bought their own gear but I had to move from my mum's house into town and I didn't have a car I couldn't drive (laughs) So everything was hand, like, carried. So you try and carry as much as possible. And, like, just getting what is essentially... I think it was a... From my house to the venue, it was probably just under 10-minute walk. But it took me to get all the gear over there, probably about four hours <laughs> back and forth with amps. And, and, and your mum wouldn't drive you. <laughs> I think she gave me a hand at one spot, but she... She had a pickup. I think she was, she was busy with other things. And, and, and I think about it now, I think, oh, I would not do it. I wish if I had to, like... Dedication. Take my gear anyway. <laughs> But at the time, yeah, and I looked a lot thinner 
then yeah. I do that. <laughs> because Maybe that's what we should be doing. Very in my hand. Part of the, uh, the whole stoner art thing is, is carrying as many amps as possible. <laughs> uh, the bigger the wall of amps behind you, the, like, the, the, the bigger the band is, right? The more cool you are. So, like, part of that is just like lugging ridiculous amounts of yeah gear for no reason whatsoever because you're just playing so you can show off your gear yeah you're, you're playing in the <laughs> smallest venue and you, you've, you've got the, a huge wall of amps behind you just for the sake of it that could be a cool or not cool yeah like, is, is, is that it, cool is it worth is it cool <gasps> cool or not gear. cool is that cool. is that because Wait, you, you were saying about that being an actual feature of these podcasts yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. is the cool or not, or cool. not cool. we should have like a little musical be, wait wait, wait. Let's, let's have a little musical, pause for the musical cool, interlude cool. that I'll insert right here I'll remix that into oh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's brilliant yeah. so, the hell out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think call or not call is all about debating and, and figuring out for once and making it clear <laughs> it's like rewind because what is cool and what is not because cool because looking around this table and beyond we know what's cool and what's we cool. definitely know <laughs> we, all the arguments can be put across and if we see anyone out there doing something not cool after we've said that it was not cool <laughs> clearly stated in the podcast we've figured out there's lots of things out there I mean there's a continuous debate about Guitarists that wear their guitar way too low, oh, way too okay. high. Yeah. That's a mass debate. Yeah, that that's it's wrong. No, it's, it needs it's to quite stop. a small debate. It I don't think that many people have talked about it. <laughs> Definitely a mass debate. Um, so, so slung, slung too low, slung too low. Okay, yeah, too low. Well, you I can't like who, play who, it properly. Who no. for the listener might be a, a slung too low. Green Day used yeah, to do that a lot, didn't they? Mm. Any Green sort Day. of band from the 90s, really? Yeah, yeah the 90s yeah. were all about yeah. like not being able to play your good instrument properly. Because it Who was, was just that bass too player, the bass player that played right down here, quite famously. Was that Flea? No, was yeah. he quite high up, or is he really low down? I'm all about the high up. I really like... Like the, the chin like, straps. Almost like... Blue, yeah. Blue Mondays. Oh, that guy. <laughs> Blue Mondays. Happy Mondays. No. Uh, Tuesdays. Uh, some, no. Happy Mondays. Tuesday well. Happy Mondays. The only Thursday person week. Happy Mondays I remember the name of is is Bez the dancer who doesn't yeah. do anything oh, yeah, and yeah, who yeah. in all it's the interviews is still called Bez not his last name <laughs> yeah, yeah. is it Bez or, or yeah, wait, Bez we Bez. still haven't it's gotten to the yeah, just standing dancing we still haven't got to the call or not call about amps though what yes, is the verdict what is about the verdict about yeah, 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 like, is a wall of amps is carrying oh, right. as many amps as possible I don't know cool or not cool I, it's circumstantial isn't it because if it sounds really fucking good yeah it's, it's fucking cool, cool right but then if it sounds shit. if it sounds like wank then yeah. I also think it's just an ego thing is it yeah. just can you with that size if you can't go to the volume that it needs then are you just losing quality of sound like if you turn a really big amp to a very small level which is already really loud is the quality as good it's meant to be turned up so I would think the quality is better when it's turned up but if you can't do that in a venue yeah, so are you losing quality so should you not that's what you're saying well, have smaller amp with a better quality of mute, or of sound yeah, yeah. okay um, so so my, my thoughts is if you're a band that just does it for show 
and you're not using those amps and they're just there for like for ego <laughs> then that's fucking not cool <laughs> but if you're the type of band that turns up and cranks the shit out of it no matter the size of the venue and deafens people that's really cool because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, is deafening people cool yeah cause <laughs> if you deafen your audience and they, they have that memory of you being really good <laughs> <laughs> and they walk out going yeah that was an awesome band I can't hear a thing it's the last thing you'll ever hear <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah that's right yeah I'm now a chronic hearing impairment. <laughs> Yay, go me! It's like that band Sun that just like just deafen people yeah. and they just play it as loud as possible. Yeah. And oh, drone. So, so, so yeah. I, I think we're inviting I we're inviting some some debate about technical kind of stuff to do with amps about whether they're big enough and they can be do a good quality sound at a low level I mean that very much depends on the actual equipment doesn't yeah, it I mean yeah. you can have you can have a massive stack and it can sound absolutely brilliant at a very low level and you can have a massive stack that sounds absolutely awful and it just depends on the actual equipment it's, yeah, it's very very if variable that's, if that's what you play and it sounds good then uh, it's got to be an equation cool or not cool about the amp thing about, yeah. uh, about various factors so there's about the look and there's about the sound <laughs> <laughs> I would say to me if you walk into a tiny little venue and it's just a wall of amps <laughs> then that's a bit oh, over that's, cool. that's, that's that doesn't sound like it just that is pushing it a bit I think but then at, at the right size venue there's nothing cooler especially for musos like gear nerds yeah to look at big amps so in the right size venue I think cool in the wrong size venue, not called? Yeah, if you tell him to like a little pub gig and he brought yes. the, the, the most amps in the world, yeah. you're probably just that's compensating for thing. something. Yeah. So Absolutely. If then we that's see a anyone in the future at yeah. little gigs with really big <laughs> amps, then it's over. <laughs> I would actually quite like to see Sugar Slam in this debate because they are the band on the island that I've seen with the most enormous <laughs> Amps every time they play, it's huge. They've all got mm. stacks. It's and their nemesis. It's impressive. Metal. Oh, yeah, nemesis, yeah. nemesis do the same. Nemesis love their amps, and, and and sort of like glowing amps as well, neon sort of. But you LEDs don't see Nemesis playing the back room of Cafe Delice. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do, do they, they play they the big, back room. They play the bit. They play the big stages, and the, that the stage. Therefore, well, the that that I remember seeing Thin Lizzy in in like Guernsey in the back room. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, not in Cafe. A wall of amps, yeah. and they looked amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it was like something. sixteen-year-old me going, "Whoa, yeah, what exactly. the hell is this?" And something it was about See, see, I have a, a little bit. I'm drawn between the two sides. There's a little bit of me that's like, yeah, it's a little bit egoy, it's a little bit showoffy. You look a bit dumb, but then there's the other side, which is a bit of like stage presence and a bit of sure. drama and a bit of theatre. Well. So there's a certain yeah. extent like, of it. It's it's the uh, and this is another one for cool and not cool, like stage makeup and like dressing up for shows. Not cool, it's lame. No, but like, <laughs> so so like, Elliot's always wearing makeup. Hit me out, hit me out, like. The, the like track not found always dress up and put on a bit of like mm-hmm. something and Get like Rex dress mm-hmm. up yeah and the Rex dress up and like skillet liquors have a bit of a theme going and like there is something nice about that that's sort of like you put on a bit of a character when you go on stage Tommy Gerard and like you, even Lord Vapor have a little bit of you know you always style. dress up with the like uh, the 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 flares and the long hair. I know it's. I, I, I know it's. It's, 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 but it's still a bit of a. It's a, it's I, I, a even a, I even got a work in flares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you can't afford more than one pair. 
man. You got working pairs, have you? Really? Yeah, really yeah, that's what Richie Powers do that as well. He like he works on the farm, but always pairs, <laughs> no matter what. The farmer with the flares. But like yeah. that's just dedication to the cause. But like wearing those flares on the building site, my son. Yeah, half pound of cement, you know. But there's still some sort of like element of theatre to that, a bit of like stage presence and drama and something that's definitely of, yeah, yeah no you bring I think something when you're on stage is, you no. have to like there is a part of you if you went on and just sort of I mean it, even that I suppose is part of an act um, when you go on you pretend you're almost like you're, you're too cool for this stage or <laughs> or you're not really acknowledging the audience so much or you're a bit distant I remember I played in the band um, Dust Before and it kind of became a bit of, almost became a bit of a persona of exactly. this sort of like exactly. drunk, slightly rude mouthed sort of folk artist, but as soon as you start singing, you sing these really deep love songs, <laughs> and as soon as you stop singing, it's all a bit like Whoa, football, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it came, became a thing, and it wasn't intentional at the beginning, but it gradually became one as well. I think it's like the stage presence that. You have yeah, like two sides. I think there's something to it. I think there's probably a limit, like Slipknot, you know, with the masks and shit. Like, yeah. They, but they still say that, like, they put on those those masks because they feel like they can just do whatever they want and be whoever they want because mm. you, you're not showing your face. You're just being a different person. And I think there's there's probably something to that about dressing up and yeah. having a bit of a, a a state. I mean, it doesn't work for every band, but like having that bit of theatre is quite a nice thing so there's I don't know yeah. two minds about that because especially yeah. with like the amps on the stage that's like a, another element of the drama and a bit of like theatre that I remember seeing status quo it's a bit like it's a bit like uh, what we talked about in the lo- last podcast about the battle of the bands thing mm. about saying what's better than something else how yeah. do you judge what the winner of a battle of the bands is yeah, yeah. it's a bit like that with cool or not cool mm. it's absolutely fun to debate it I don't mm. know if you can come down with a definitive I mean there's because certain things you're some people, I'm doing the whole of the authenticity uh, and this is just my lifestyle and this is mm. the way that I dress every day and yeah. I'll get up on stage and do mm. that is valid and yeah. um, for some people actually completely adopting another persona and doing the whole face mask thing but there's some things we can yeah. put in room 101 like the hurdy-gurdy straight in there they're really expensive they're really expensive yeah. 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 there's yeah. a guy in, in Dino who because no one wants them the there's, there's no demand yeah. <laughs> really cool idea you've made you keep it in a museum mate yeah. <laughs> I don't want it anywhere near a stage. And then you have to buy it from a museum, right? <laughs> it's the same, same thing with the amps. I mean, I always feel really bad when the Rex do big stages because mm. we have a load of really bad gear that half works and they're all really tiny amps. So I feel like we're not filling up the stage when we get on stage and everyone else there and almost the amps and everything make it so that you, you've got, you see everything. It's a big... The amps are there, the drum kit's there, the band fills up that stage and that and that place they're in. And we come on and it looks like 
some ramshackle between like <laughs> a few tiny amps with mics in front balancing of them, on chairs. balancing on chairs, and but then there's you loads need of space stuff. between then you need us. Other stuff, so you need cardboard cutouts of tractors, <laughs> <laughs> sheep. Is that what we uh, need? Hay bales, uh, just filling it with things like, like that. You know, yeah. Hasselhoff you need cutouts, <laughs> Paisley, all all that kind yeah. of stuff. You need different kind of things. But but uh, funny you say that. One of the bands that has like the biggest setup on stage, which is Sleep, they they cover the the, the stage with their orange amps and cover you know like everything is just sort of wall of amps sort of thing and they, mm. they genuinely do use that as their sort of like on stage sound but like the stuff they send to the PA is that they get one of those, you know, those little pig nose amps the tiny little like practice yeah. amps you get home and they blast the shit out of that and they mic that up and send that to the PA so like their actual sound that you hear probably from the back of the room is just a little pig nose amp which is about you know <laughs> just tiny little box thing that they that's yeah, amazing yeah because sleep but, but yeah sleep yeah they, they just do that for the fun of it because it's you know a little bit ironic mm-hmm. they put this massive wall of amps and actually they don't really use any of them it's I just, remember seeing status <laughs> quo in, in France and I've never never sort of really been into them but that gig was they were incredible live and one of the things that stood out was the huge wall of white marshals in the back. Just wow. a, all <laughs> white, white marshals, all that, and it was like pristine. Looked amazing. And then they and walk out, and they're used? these old guys, but they they're so on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but was he got was shot by the bass player? Finger shot as we were sort of just waving our hands <laughs> so that he could see us. And he turns makes around you very with his cool, finger <laughs> shoots us and blows it out like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but were they using those amps or were they, they just were, dummy I think, cabs but it, it, it was just like cabs but it looked amazing yeah, I mean exactly. when you come out like there's that whole like looking amazing and it filled the up the actual, stage like, it's like you were saying the theatre yeah exactly huge yeah. and it was like was it, something it, about it theater, felt right sure. with that band it wouldn't suit every band but with that band the way they came out and they had this like they're all sort of perfect silvery grey hair now and the white marshals in the back and, and the huge drum kit everything's cool. really slick it's really good I've got to tell yeah. you my first my first gig in UK was uh, supporting a band in Reading and they were called Star-Eyed Strutter great name for a band they were kind <laughs> of a they were kind of a middle of the road rock band and just to give you an idea, the drum kit of the drummer had three bass drums. Okay. Three bass drums. Yeah, he, I've got three legs. He had three bass drums. And, uh, Maybe he did. Maybe he and they were very leg. tight trousers and they were very sort of like big, uh, big jackets with their arms rolled up uh, to the side. And the guitarist took us to to what, one what side. What did they play? What, what was their genre? It was rock. It was yeah, it okay. was middle of the road just glam rock. Oh, oh glam rock, oh, glam yes. rock. Right. And they were very dressed glam. Another theatrical sort of genre. And in the sound check, the 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 lead guitarist, I think he had three guitarists as well. Three guitarists, bass singer, and this triple bass drum drum <laughs> kit. This massive, huge thing. And uh, this lead guitarist took us to the side. He said, "Look, all right, lads, I'll tell you what. In the uh, in the last song, watch me because I set light to my guitar. <laughs> I have got it. I'll, sm- I'll smoke a cigarette, all right, and then <laughs> I touch the cigarette to my fretboard, and you'll see it just lick up in flames because I've peppered it, peppered it with this like gunpowdery kind, kind of stuff. <laughs> Serious, you watch. And he, he had this guitar, he, sh- he showed us, and there was this separate guitar by the side of the stage, and he. 
he, he was like playing the gig and we were wide-eyed. We were like, you know, 19, 20 or something. <laughs> Just moved off Guernsey. <gasps> Big gig supporting this band. And, uh, and he played and he played. And, and then there was a break in the last song and he went to the side of the stage and put his guitar on this this one with the, with the, with the altered the fretboard. And... and he lit a cigarette and he's playing. And he comes to the bit that he's, <laughs> that he's going to do it. And the band are just doing their thing and they're riffing and he takes a big drag on his cigarette really gets a good red end and he holds it to the fretboard and nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) Takes another big draw on his cigarette and he's leaning slightly closer next time and he just holds it on there and the band, you can tell, it's It's like something's not going right. So just keep playing, keep playing. Don't don't alter, just keep playing. And again, nothing happens. Another big drag, really. He's going to the end of his cigarette now. The Rothmans <laughs> is nearly done. And he's leaning in. He's quite desperate now because they're getting to the end of the middle eight section where he's supposed to be doing this thing. And then suddenly just, bang! The whole thing just explodes <laughs> in his face. <laughs> the band falter, stop. Everyone looks at him. Medics, <laughs> medics freeze. <laughs> black face. Black, yes, up. black face. His hair was already sticking up. It's <laughs> glam rock band. Well, it's hilarious. That it's was like, not cool. That was so, <laughs> so not cool. Yeah. Star-eyed strutters. Where are they now? It's yeah. that overkill of like rock and roll. Yeah, I'd love to see that. So glam rock was saying not cool. Stone Rock was saying maybe cool. Yeah, well, I, I think don't know. I'm trying to think. I might be biased, biased then, judging panel though. Yeah, definitely, it's not cool. <laughs> there was a guy that I played in this. We discussed before the the Sheridan band, hard rock band. I was in. Well, I was in briefly, and I replaced the singer at the time, and he thought it would be really cool and rock and roll to pre-cut his shirt before the gig. <laughs> So that he could... So he could rip it. Rip it. Oh, no. <laughs> he turned up on stage with a bottle of Jack Daniels filled with water. Oh, oh So that he could look like his... I think it, was, it wasn't water, I think it was apple juice. Uh, tea, the right tea, cold tea is normally... <laughs> like, it, it, like as someone who so works lame. in film, like cold tea is the replacement for whiskey. But just whiskey, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it like, And then he um, decided to... Oh, he was playing the bass. And he decided to um, play bass, but instead of using a pick, he was going to use his credit card. But <laughs> it wasn't like a really cool credit card. Yeah, that's really and he cool. couldn't find his credit card, so he used his library card. <laughs> to play that's so and rock and roll. Just, and my friend at the time who was playing the drums was just like, it was one of the most embarrassing things ever because this guy's got this pre ripped t shirt and this. Jack Daniels bottle of apple juice playing with his library card <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's so not rock and roll it's got to be honest there's got to be a certain amount yeah, of honest. Yeah, yeah. you like, can you can flare things up and you can you can make them more interesting and and, and I suppose you automatically doing it being on, on yeah, stage but and stuff, like, but like with rock and not, roll you've got to be a genuine fuck up to like you've got to be kind of rock yeah, and roll like you, you, you've got to <laughs> actually be like that Guy that drinks the maybe he was Joe driving over the evening. Oh, sorry, I could drive home after this. Guys, <laughs> sorry, sorry. yeah, you can't, you can't fake it. You can't, faking it is not rock and roll. That's no, really it's not. not cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely not cool. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. Faking we'll it that, is, yeah. is, is yeah. not yeah. cool. Which is with like. Apple juice and Jack Daniels. <laughs> is, that's a bit desperate. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering why, what they were like looking at him in the yeah. shop as he's buying the apple juice and the Jack Daniels. Well, he emptied it first. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> See, it'd be more rock and roll just to rock up with a glass of water and be like, yeah, I drink fucking water. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah, something I'm just have to like pretend yeah. that you drink yeah, yeah. that. Jesus. I saw was it Burning at Both Ends playing and they're like really tight really tight band mm-hmm. great band um, but I remember watching them play and something that kind of put me off whilst watching them I don't know what it was but it was they, they all had their bottle of water by their side and it's not because they were drinking water but I thought they should have put that water in a glass <laughs> It was a little thing, but every song they just get down and they're unscrewing the water bottle and having a little sip of and screaming about, and I kind of felt like it just it just put me off the gig really randomly. It was a bit like Gregory. They're so tight, but it was just a little thing. It's like that. How I is think. your OCD? Is it, is it, <laughs> I'm a bit worried. It's like I think I it's do, that I break, that. the unscrewing, the time that it takes. Yeah. I think it makes yeah. you slightly anxious, like the glass, doesn't it? Swinging it, yeah. kind of having yeah. it on stage, it's kind of. It's a bit more rock and roll. I take a swig after like every song, like every break. I'll take like a quick swig of beer if I've got it. You know. Yeah, I can understand that, but it's the the having the actual bottle. They should have put that bottle in a glass. Yeah, I find that. It's random. It just just felt like slightly (laughs) clinical. (laughs) The music was fantastic, but that really put me off there. So, that's really weird great and gig I, however that has never happened to me before I have never gone get rid of that water yeah, yeah, that yeah. water is a bit that ridiculous really boo boo <laughs> get off the stage that's like really sort of like you know modern criticism about like plastic and you know you, you can't drink it out of a bottle you know? <laughs> drink out of a glass tap water tap water only yeah. I think it was because it took too Nothing much wrong time with to like unscrew yeah. re-screw all of that it's like take a swig put it down Get on with the oh, game. Just leave the cap off for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, it was like every time it happened, it started bugging me more and more. Yeah, or maybe they, they were just, you know, they, they were exercising their, their, their fingers, fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. their whole opposable thumbs. They were kind of working out for plectrum holding. Yeah, yeah. It was about of like, it's a bit of a workout. That's a, that's a bit of a stretch. I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, Oh, sorry. Did you, did you yeah. say yes? No, oh, yeah. sorry. I forgot to so, get Greg's yeah. beer. I bought Elliot, Graham. Well, everyone a drink apart from myself. <laughs> I saw you That's... shaking your head. I thought you meant no. I was like, yeah, shaking yeah. The head. That was a yes shake. <laughs> so anyway, um, one of the things we were talking about last last podcast was um, uh, the gig that sort of like got you hooked on music. What was that like? What was that gig that you were you went to and thought? Because I think that's like a turning point for every person that decided to play an instrument. Was like, what gig was that that you went to and you were like, I got to do that. I want to do that. That's the. No, I didn't even know. (laughs) It's a. It's like there must be like one gig that well, like first gig that you went to where you're like, fuck, these guys are fucking awesome. So something that moved you a bit, maybe Joe. Yeah, just just think about something that. Well, that's like really difficult. I don't even. Was it a local oh, gig? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're assuming. We're assuming that Joe has been to any gigs. <laughs> he may not have been to any to gigs gig? at all. Or maybe yeah. it was a church service. Oh, what? Was there, a, was there a preacher who particularly moved you? Well, touched you. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to make that joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Just half a second quicker. Yeah, you beat me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I never really sort of 
thought about this question ever. No, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, we've no, got no, time. No, you don't have to. I mean, maybe you just go only to do your gigs and then. Yeah, that's not. it. We don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> it's all about my band. It's my music. It's have my you band. been to anything recently like um, that's been of any interest on the island? Particularly good, good gig? Or abroad from the island, because you know, this podcast goes out to the whole wide world. Yeah. yeah. With the internet, you can do that kind of thing now. We're on iTunes, <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> Shut up and let him no, ask. For God's sake. No, but keep talking until he comes up with a fucking answer. <laughs> He's trying to say something. It's like co host. His mouth is moving. Well, I can't even remember what the, the question is anymore. <laughs> something about gigs. Yeah, just, just tell us about a gig. Come on. A gig's good. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, who picked Joe as a freaking... This is our, our second episode. Uh, how about festivals? Have you been to any... Uh, the, the last festival we did was... I think it was, was it Freak Valley. I think it was Freak Valley, yeah. I haven't been to another one since. Freak what, Valley? Was it, oh, no, because I did Hellfest. Hellfest. Was that after Freak Valley? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, me and Joe went to a festivals together. You. Nice. Uh, good. You came once. Who's well. Hellfest yeah. is in France. Yeah. A Freak Valley. Freak Valley was good. Would have been definitely Earthless. They were the standout. Earthless for me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They, were, they were this wicked band from. I think they're from LA. But they they play like twenty minute long, just psychedelic jams, just relentless, just smash it out. Cool. Amazing. Where's Freak Freak Valley's in. Freiburg, uh, not Freiburg. Uh, it's near Cologne. It's like in a town called ne- Neptun. Neptun. How do you pronounce it? I have no idea. It's in Germany. It was basically. Is it stoner kind of? Yes. Yeah, um, rock based. A lot of psychedelic rock. It's, it's um, a cool festival. So. It was like on the side of a, a hill, and uh, and then the the gig is actually in the valley. So you're like camping on this sort of like side of a sort of little yeah. mountainy hill thing you and know then, when it's a good gig when you're not thinking about anything else you're just drawn into that whole experience yeah, you don't yeah, even yeah, think about it your nice. phone or yeah, yeah, even yeah. the person next to you. you you don't even suck your beer you yeah. just you're yeah. holding it and then the gig's finished you go whoa whoa it, it, it was, and then it was you nice start though, drinking or you yeah. check your yeah. phone like, or whatever it, it was one of those, those festivals where like um uh you didn't see that like a lot of festivals you just see like people pass out everywhere and like yeah, yeah. off their tits whereas like Freak Valley was nice because they they only served beer they didn't sell spirits did they no, and then so, most yeah. people were just like smoking yeah, yeah. weed probably taking a little bit of acid just for really chill it was literally the mellow session like, yeah yeah <laughs> like it was just, just so yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was just it was, so chilled was out amazing. like there was no hassle no trouble I didn't see yeah. a single fight like everyone was, was just Hanging out, watching music. It was all quite a small festival as well. So, like, mm. you know, like you would go to festivals, you meet loads of great people, like, on one day, and then the next day, you know, you might not see those guys again because there's, like, thousands of people and you're going to, you know, you never bump into each other again. But this festival is so small that, like, you'd meet people, and then the next day, you go back to the festival and they'd just be there. The same people, yeah. yeah. And you, so you, that's you, nice. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, and there and was that's only, what you want, that sense of community. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. was only two stages as well, wasn't there? There was, yeah. like, a morning stage... And then an afternoon stage. And so like, there was no clashes. There was you know, no clashes. So you just watch every watch band, every which band. was lovely. You oh, know? Okay. It's quite different the atmosphere, isn't it, when you go over to like more of the Europe um, sort of festivals and things like that compared to like England festivals in England. Yeah. I mean, festivals went to a rave, an organised rave in Belgium, and um, someone took us out there. Uh, it was a really, really nice night. Not necessarily the, my kind of music, but it was a really nice era. Everyone was so nice. But it kicked off, and someone got a fight, and it got sorted out. 
And then the second time it kicked off with the same people, they closed down the whole event. Oh, fuck. Really? And everyone had to, had to leave. And everyone's standing outside. And the people that caused the fuss that made it shut down, I think it was shut down like an hour or two early because of it. Everyone's in a queue waiting, sort of leaving. And they're just applauding these people. Like, thanks for that. It's because... Of, and it was this, like, Sarcastic shaming. applause. Sarcastic applause. Like, Sarcastic because applause of you, we the can't, best kind of applause. Sarcastic applause. Night. And I said, is this normal? It's like, this never happens. This might happen once a year. Yeah. This might happen once every two years. But as soon and as the organisers called their mums as well. Didn't they? Uh, well, I hope they bloody well did. Yeah. very naughty boy. But I thought that was amazing. Like, that's why it never happens. They never have any problems because... I mean, it was so... You could see these guys were embarrassed for kicking yeah. off themselves yeah, yeah, because yeah. they had ruined everybody's night. Yeah. And this... I'm talking like a thousand people here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty full that's, on, that's isn't really, it? It's, it's really good. weird. But if everyone did that, then no one would be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. They could have just locked them in the toilets or something. <laughs> I think the first time that makes you happen. more of an asshole. You get more irate. Like, if everyone just shames them, I think that's yeah, great. Like, yeah. You're just like, yeah, okay, maybe I don't be an asshole anymore. They also yeah. have this system of Peer pressure. Yeah. having... Um, For good cause. <laughs> I think I don't know if it was the men and, and the girls as well, but definitely men were walking around with these roses... Right, and I was like, "What? What's that all about?" And the guy was explaining that never been, if you're never a single a man <laughs> and you're looking out for someone, then you can carry a rose around, and then the women Present. can like approach you. So it means that you're not like every not... single man is carrying a red rose, regardless of whether in a well, twenty-five year old relationship. Hey. It, it kind of stops that thing of you chatting up someone who's in a relationship already or, okay. or like creating Wait, a problem sure. like that. That's what so it's like, this guy's before, free, you can Wasted approach effort, this guy. Right? Like, don't That's approach this mate. I mean, that was so weird. <laughs> that is extremely so weird. cynical. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm not going to be nice to you and chat to you because there's a, a possibility that I'm not going to get into bed with you. <laughs> really. Well, it's all you're saying. You might be chatting up someone who's in a relationship with someone else which yeah. might kick off yeah, yeah. but that was yeah it's very there's, there's um there's uh, uh like uh, at certain things they have like uh traffic light sort of system at certain things where you like green light is like talk to me like amber light is like might be interested red light is like can you just I'm, change I'm taken, it throughout the night don't yeah. talk to <laughs> can you change it as someone's walking towards yeah, yeah. it <laughs> Red light, oh god, no, 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 I was uh, I went because it was Smashing Pumpkins and Night Nails and that was like pff, I had to go see them right but just the the actual festival vibe was not good like every, uh, Reading okay, Reading Festival yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah I just remember like on the last day everyone was like burning their tents and so it was like there was basically a smog that covered the whole yeah, campsite right. <laughs> just like thousands of people and like 
there was a queue for everything, and like there was like queue, queue for the toilets, queue for the food, queue for the beer, like queue to get in the festival, <laughs> queue to get out. Of the festival. Does it? That sounds like something. We're so just, lucky over here. Every like festival we go to, we have yeah. no queues. Yeah. Really, no, there was like like you literally waited for half an hour to get into the the, the festival site. Half an hour to get out of the festival site. Like to get a beer, you had to wait for an hour or so, and like it was, it was just shit. I couldn't like, do it. There was just I, nothing good no, about it. I, it I hate it was not a good experience. So badly. I find it difficult enough walking around London, let alone. Yeah. You look is, tense just sitting around the table I'm, here. Like, yeah, yeah, there's too many. <laughs> too many people there's only in the four other people get, in the room. I can't do it at all. It's weird. Like being on stage is fine because I suppose you're separate to to the actual crowd but I spend a lot of my time outside <laughs> like gigs and stuff because if it's too many people I can't deal with all those people around I feel like I, I get really claustrophobic yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the way you look though isn't it Greg I maybe yeah I just get harassed all the time everyone wants to talk to me you know I should have one of those t-shirts <laughs> that say red red yeah. oh, <laughs> again it's weird that you just turned up in just your pants that are red <laughs> oh god <laughs> like there's always someone tonight tonight yeah I mean, again it's just like we're yeah. all fully dressed again yeah, Greg turns up in just his red pants yeah. I think I it was Graham that was naked yeah. last time we were at the podcast so and this is my home I'm allowed, to do, I'm allowed to do whatever I want in my home <laughs> so cool or not cool big yeah. festivals big festivals mm, uh, cool, really. yeah I'm not into I them think, yeah I think everyone that's doing the smaller festivals yeah just, it's much yeah. more fun Way much more enjoyable and also everyone that's never been to a festival goes to a big festival and comes back with like a revelation of yeah. like they're moving to India suddenly <laughs> <laughs> they're becoming a shaman and, and I'm teaching start, yoga to it they understand yeah, that like having a good kids. weekend off is <laughs> like good for the mind suddenly um, you know yeah, but, so, but that's what they, I'm saying though that's the whole about cool, cool not cool it's good about debate we can't ever make a decision because yeah. for some people the first festival experience is a big one yeah, yeah they yeah. do have that revelation yeah. they do want to move to it yeah. that's yeah. cool that's when you're fine 15 for them and you that's go great. to a festival yeah. like that that's, that's amazing cool. that's mind blowing but yeah. like yeah but if you actually care about actually going to see the bands and yeah. having a nice time they're small festivals I think small great. festivals like, to see yeah. a band are always more interesting someone said to me um, we were talking about Glastonbury and they said that they go every year and they absolutely adore it they yeah. put they see a few bands, but a lot of the time they spend almost like walking around all the other things that are going around. And yeah. so you go into this room in the morning and there'll be like this little thing happening. And then there's like loads of people doing yoga. And yeah. it's hey. like really weird. And they kind of but enjoy that's what Glastonbury that part is. of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's a city. It's a city yeah. that pops up for a week. Mm. And, and it's a city of international music and darts and arts it's not just about music it's about everything yeah, yeah. so it's, people will find a niche people will go to the circus it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, uh, major city versus bumfuck town like Guernsey <laughs> <laughs> do you want to live in a big city with loads of people and loads of like did you just say bumfuck town yeah we're in a bumfuck town <laughs> I didn't realise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what like, you're getting up to. Like, uh, yeah, but uh, that's what, happened, something you haven't been telling us. What happens on Mill Street? <laughs> 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 on Mill Street. <laughs> no, but you know that's what I mean. Like, like, like big, city, big city versus small town, like small community. Like, like Freak Valley is just pure stone rock. Yeah. Big city is full of loads of different stuff, like Glastonbury. Just oh, I see loads what you of, mean. Like, mm. Music, different things happening, loads of different like mm. genres mixing and different stuff. So like it, it, like I guess it's kind of there's there's a drawbacks of living in a big city, which is like feeling a little bit disconnected from everyone, but then being part of everything. 
Yeah. Whereas like the small town, small festival, like being connected to everyone, having a common interest. Yeah. Like yeah, there's sure. there's a, the the divide between the two. Like which one's better? I'd be interested to hear what the listeners think about that. That's a really good question, yeah, no, though, isn't it? Like, it's, it's about. I mean, what what do they think is. Is it about the big festivals? About small festivals? Which are so called European stuff where it's literally UK a stuff. tent in a field and That's there's been some is, yeah. horrible, horrible bands. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But, but some really but they've also been really fun yeah. to a different extent. Like yeah. it's it, on, on the flip side, like going to uh, a festival where you know the genre, you're gonna kind of know like what the vibe is and you're going to discover bands that you know you're going to like because it's, yeah, it's your genre so guys or, like turning up to a festival that's like a big festival you just wander around and experience a bunch of bands that you've never going to come across yeah. so and, girls yeah. can I put something out there this is, because this is uh, <laughs> this is this is quite poignant to what you were saying <clears throat> this is Guernsey Gigs podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got the Sark Summer Festival coming up be- mm. between the 6th and the 8th of July. Ticks available. Um, <laughs> and that's a replacement for the Sark Folk Festival, right. which we're right, right. having a fallow year. The organisers are having a well-deserved break, but yeah. then there's also a desire and appetite, both from a portion of the, the Sark residents and also the gig-going public yep. to do something else. So they're, they're bringing that up. Yep. What do we think about that? Do we think that's uh, <clears throat> something that people should jump into? Uh, is it something that people so. should boycott? Is there? I think what? it's... In any local festival, you just got to go to it. Like, it's, you, you know you're going to have a good time. You know that there's going to be some fun music to go to. Like, whether it's folk music or not, you know that, like, all your mates are going to be there. You're going to have yeah. a great time. Like, I, I don't think... I, like, I understand that there's a little bit of a kind of... Uh, a bit of politics there of whether it's folk festival or whether that's filling the void and like trying to take over but I still think it's going to be a great time like okay yeah. all, all your mates are still going to be there and like a lot of the people that you want to see are going to be I playing just the, the more events in general just better yeah exactly yeah, yeah for sure like as many events as possible through the, throughout the year people yeah. turn up to it yeah exactly you're going to have a good time there's going to be lots of fun yeah. happening like whether whether you've got some like really niche sort of folk music playing in the background or whether you've got sure. your your mates playing on stage. I or... suppose one of the nice things. I mean, uh, if anyone was put off by the folk festival in Sark, mm. they may have been put off by. Well, I don't really like folk music. Yeah. But actually, it's a bit broader than that, though, isn't it? Because yeah, the, the folk even if you're a stone rock band, you could still go yeah. and sit around a campfire, we, get your guitar all, out, and have a good old jam. Yeah, yeah, we all go that's what folk music is. Like, it's about music of the people. Take part, like like the folk festival is quite niche because like they chose folk as a as a genre, and they went to the sort of like you know they've got the purest tent with like some guy in his hurdy gurdy playing some sort of ancient folk music about <laughs> God knows what some like farmer and his pig or whatever <laughs> but um I, th- I think that like that is great because you like you, you there's so many bands that i've seen at sort of folk festival that i would have never experienced not being mm. like an avid folk fan i think i've seen a few quite a few bands there that i'm like wow i have to like listen to that and buy the cd and stuff that i would have never sort of experienced i think yeah. I, I just kind of opened up quite a few doors for Music that I wouldn't have normally listened to, but then also yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, the, the, I think also, Folk Festival has managed to do it 
justice yeah. to the folk festival because I I really into folk music yeah. and traditional music and I have been for years and I love going to folk festivals um, uh, I suppose that's probably what I what I play and what I, I listen to yeah most, that's, that's really. kind of your thing but it can be when you go to these things it can be really purist sometimes of folk festivals mm. and it's and it's not necessarily easy for a listener who's not really into folk to then sit down and listen to jigs and reels <laughs> from Scotland and then oh this is a Scottish drill rigged with a with a bit of an Irish touch to it and no one that's listening and knows has no, a if you're folk. someone that's really into it then you might know but and you're but you can have a bit of an experience there. You can turn up and sit and listen to something that you've never heard before and that'll be really sort of, like... Um, you can have a bit of a moment. You can yeah, definitely. Something. And they do put enough bands on. I think the first couple of years they were doing it, they made... They did make quite a big mistake, in my view. Um, I think the reason they did it was they wanted camp- people to leave the festival on time. But what they did is they built up the festival during the day... And then they put the last band on was less um, energetic than the band before. So you okay. build up and you're at this festival and you want like the last band to be the big, yeah. the big, big thing. Yeah. And I think there would happen once with a band called Hurricane, who we were all expecting to be a big dancing end of the night. And they were really like <laughs> mellow. And I felt really bad More for the, the band gentle because breeze. they would have been perfect in the afternoon yeah. and they would have had a really captive audience. Because they wanted them to like calm down and people to go back to the... I think they repaired that in, in the last year that they did it, but it's a big mistake. Always build up, and people yeah. will leave at the end, but don't start dying it down. It's not nice Let for them the drive band. off the cliff, I've got to say. Let <laughs> not, ex- accelerate nice until they get to the edge of the cliff. And the punters that are it. there to have a good time, yeah. it's kind of... Yeah, yeah. Where was this? I think I missed this. This was a Sark Folk Festival oh, okay. um, a few years ago, so I'm quite intrigued seeing this year's Sark Summer. The thing that makes that festival anyway, any festival, whether it's Sark Roots Festival that they started up as well, yeah, that's, that's which is September, so the weather's not as nice for some people, but it's it's an amazing little festival. Maybe actually people don't know, people that might be listening elsewhere don't know what Sark is. Sark yeah. is, is a small island just off Guernsey owned by a, a newspaper. I think... Sark is this beautiful island and that makes the festival even more special yeah. any festival you put on Sark it being such a gem it is really the gem of Guernsey like that You, when you arrive in Guernsey you've got to get a boat to get to Sark which is like 45 minutes to yeah. get there and on the island there's no cars or anything it's just tractors and bicycles there's hardly any street lights it's, it's cast kind of dark skies so at night you walk back from the festival and pitch black it's, it's pitch black beautiful. and the stars are just in your face, gorgeous, lighting away. There's no need for a light almost because yeah. the the stars and the moon are so bright over there. There is a need for light. If you're cycling and you've had yeah, quite really a few ciders, there's some sort of rule about cycling home. Those hedges are unforgiving. I learned the other day that. Oh man, I've never had bike accidents in Sark like any other country. But like, it's great. Like, every road is just a dirt road. You're just wandering around this tiny little island. It's such a nice little experience that I don't think you get at any other festival I don't it I has heavier gravity it's, it's got like a, it's got a real sort of vibe to it that I suppose um, that's the, the way when you put on a festival it, location it's like putting on a gig 
Mm. Um, something we've tried to do and I think something that bands forget a lot of the time when they put on events is we talked about this with the Tantal album launches just having the bands rock up playing their stuff is fine with their massive putting, <laughs> putting the effort into creating a decor creating a theme especially mm. in today where we're so used to having so much thrown at us so quickly you need to make everything kind of special well people kind of expect it don't they in the, in the world of Netflix and, and, and yeah, constant streaming entertainment and you know yeah. um, so if you're you just standing in a room playing some you tunes want it's no longer yeah, yeah. special mm-hmm. yeah. yeah people aren't prepared to make the effort unless you make the effort yeah it's, it's, it's my sort of take from things yeah like you just put on a, a regular gig I'm putting air quotes next to this microphone you put on a regular gig where you just turn up and play some music and you've got a few local bands you play some music no one really cares no, you like have to, you have to yeah. really put the effort in for people to want to make make the effort themselves to leave the house yeah like why would you want to leave unless and someone that goes something to the folk festival on. and comes home they see They've spent a special moment, not just from the bands, but they spent a special moment in a special place. And it's the same thing when they go to an event and they and they see the bands and they see everything around it. And and for that whole few hours that they're there, they're somewhere else yeah. in their mm. mind. They're somewhere and that's why there. Sark works so well as a venue for festivals, whether it's the Sark Summer Festival, which is coming up between the 6th and 8th of July, or whether it's <laughs> the... Are you uh, working for them, I'm not! Daddy, what should I Are you shares in this festival? Or the Roots there, Festival, like, Sark yeah. Roots Festival, coming yeah, up in I September. Dates. Are we us playing that as well? Yeah. I'm not sure yet what's happening with... We are on the But we tend to get put on the Sark Roots poster without... Being told that we're playing, <laughs> so we find out from the poster a lot of the time. I think it's a couple of years that's happened now where they've booked me, and I last time I uh, the first year it happened, I was in New York and I wasn't sure that I was going to get back, and I only just found out that I was playing about two days before because I looked at the poster, but I had had no. Yeah. So we were playing with um, Skeletor, so I was over there anyway. But suddenly I found out that at the same time I had to get a boat a little bit earlier <laughs> so I could play my own game. So, <laughs> so we know Roots, Side yeah. Roots. <laughs> yep. So we know Drafted. the new summer festival. We know the folk. What about Sark Jazz Festival? Jazz. What about <laughs> it has been talked Sark about. There's, there's also Techno, Industrial Techno, Death Metal uh, <laughs> Festival. What about like, Stoner Rock Festival? Mm. I think a blues and jazz been... festival would be would be really yeah, interesting. Be yeah. The problem we always find though is we're very lucky over here that with the festivals, even Sark Folk Festival and stuff, there's a lot of bands that come from abroad, but there's a huge support by all the local bands that go and play and that fill in a lot of the slots and that go and play mm. for free play for, for free. free they're not getting paid to go over there they're playing these festivals and I think that we would struggle in something like a blues or jazz festival we've got a, a few bluesy jazzy bands but we would struggle then financially to be mm. able to bring over more bands. Or it would cost a lot more. There would That's be something true. to look into. Yeah. As well. yeah, I, I, think so. I, I think like yeah. the whole folk thing works because there's enough folky local bands that yeah. play yeah. that are willing to play for free and just for the fun of playing. 
Mm. It's but if you put on a, on a say, say if you put on a, a jazz festival, jazz cooler, not cool. yeah. But <laughs> if you put Depends on a jazz on festival, jazz. Yeah, yeah. how many local jazz bands are there? Mm, like, yeah, really? there's, especially there's, soul, like solely jazz. Like yeah, jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's like none. Two descriptions like, for jazz is one is. Um, it's musical masturbation only the people playing it enjoy it <laughs> and the second one I think it was I can't remember it was some jazz player saxophone player who said any solo that's more than four bars isn't a solo more than four bars isn't a solo it's practicing which probably isn't good for the solo answer well. that's pretty much Lord Neighbour <laughs> yeah, the practice album like 80% of the album is practicing yeah. <laughs> and then and what about an instrumental album like well, uh, <laughs> entirely oh, totally practicing. I mean I, I, in some ways there's quite a crossover between stone rock what we're talking about yeah, and, yeah. and jazz because yeah, there's I think there is saying about um, there's more there's more that very fiddly sort of bass play loads of notes putting in yeah. there and, and all, all yeah that but it's all pentatonic oh, isn't it a <laughs> lot of metal I find a lot of people I know who are kind of in the metal scene or, or really into like um, sort of the heavier stuff are also quite a lot of the time like big jazz fanatics yeah yeah um, same thing with um, like hidden like metal sort of folkies that are really into pure folk are also massive metalheads as well yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like there's a, you, there's a good enough crossover yeah, that there's a good yeah, enough yeah. crossover and, and, the, and there's a big crossover between jazz and them. folk yeah, yeah. yeah. sure you see that loads I talking think, about festivals there's there's that chaos festival that we yeah. have over here which is sort of the the hard rock heavy heavy festival yeah you, you say Vibers. that but one of the, the like there's two stages and one of the stages pretty much only put some weird crazy shit yeah yeah so, the peace tent is like you say, you say hard rock every metal one of the stages is mostly hard rock and, then and the other one is just like art. trance and, and actually and weird uh, folky stuff chaos and, this year I, I hear that one of their uh, I think I, I don't know which night it is I think it's Friday night but Black Alaska yeah, local okay. band. Really, really dubby are playing the Chaos main stage. Yeah, oh, because cool. yeah. yeah. I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what Chaos is and like whether it's a heavy metal festival sure. or a biker festival. I yeah. think it's kind of got a bit of a reputation, but actually, like they cater to everyone. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just basically another local festival with just, loads of different music players. It's like, genuinely just one of my favourite really. festivals yes. I've ever been to. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any local festival that isn't catering to everyone. Even like the folk festival still caters to most. Yeah, tastes, definitely. You know, like anyone can get involved and listen to it. There's no sort of like what? you must be a purist and have to listen to like yeah. the, you know the most. That sort of what I love about specific chaos. genre of music it doesn't happen it's just <laughs> it's when you see people that you know from around the island or you've seen and, and sometimes I walk into town or, or, or working in the pub and stuff I see them turn up all in their suits and ready and suddenly chaos comes around and they've all got their hair down and you're like I oh, yeah. never knew that you were a metalhead <laughs> <laughs> and the tats come out from under the shirt and everyone's kind of um, and it's it's also in this beautiful location as we were saying before you know, I mean you you can be in the peace tent you're just sitting out and you can hear the music in the back and you wake up in the morning and you're just on the cliffs you've got the sea there it's it's gorgeous Lighthouse, it's such a yeah. beautiful spot that the, makes an extra special kind of that sun going down there yeah you can sit for hours you've got the beautiful. music in the background 
I think last year was a little bit more difficult to sit outside because we had horrific weather, but... Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but still, everyone just banded together and, like, got in the tent and we had a yeah. great time. It was, it was a really nice festival. I think it's the same with, with, with most local festivals, though. There's, like, there's something unique about every Guernsey festival that, like... I've been to quite a few UK ones and European ones and stuff like that, and everyone, every festival has their own sort of thing going on. But, like, the fact that it's on a small island and, like, it's either, like... Fell Earth Fair is in a castle on the edge yeah, of the yeah. island, or like Chaos is on the side of a cliff, or Salt Bay Festival is on its own little tiny little island that has no cars or whatever. You know, there's there's something unique about every local festival that really has a bit of a draw. Yeah, definitely. I think it would be so nice if like we could pull people from abroad yeah. over because there's just such a sort of unique thing about all of the local festivals that really it's just expensive to yeah do. yeah if it wasn't so expensive nice, to get nice people over problem. yeah maybe maybe we can get some sponsorship from either Condor or or Orini there to, already is what's, ha- what's happening with Condor anyway I think that's uh, all, who knows yeah, it's all up in the air but who knows Stunners. Condor good time but, but, <laughs> but I think there, there is already um, uh, there is already some sort of uh, deal with Condor and Jersey for chaos that you can get over for a, a cheaper rate. I'm not sure about this year, but it'd definitely be something to look into. If anyone's got some ideas, then uh, you can you can email us. I think that's yeah. the end of of today's podcast. Oh my god, oh, that was a really quick ending. Wow. Though you just like <laughs> cut that off really quickly. Yeah, well, I thought we were all having a good time here, yeah. and suddenly <laughs> well, Greg says, "You know what? That's the end of the podcast." Yeah. He says this. Really? He's Jesus. in hand, ready to leave. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Obviously, the listener can't see that. <laughs> but we need to leave some more some more space for for more chats. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, Joe, for coming along. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice awesome. one, Joe. And yeah. you can check out like the album. Like check out Lord Vader's yeah, album. Lord Vader's album. Vader's new album I suggest you don't no, no buy it. there's another album don't coming out very it. soon as well yeah there's a new one coming out soon and uh, we also want to put out a third one this year but that's uh, amazing that's just yeah. greedy two albums yeah. One, yeah. tell us two a little bit about the, the new one like you've got Can some you like, like, different plans for it right <laughs> <laughs> oh shit they're gonna love that they're gonna love that aren't yeah. they <laughs> No, no. What is the latest album about? Like, you've got like a new, an album that you've already recorded, right? And then yeah, you've got a new one that you're like right. working on. Is that that's something quite different, isn't it? Pretty much. It's, it's yes. We write a lot of songs, and like we come came to the thinking of like, you know, we were sat there like these are very different. Should we release them under you know the banner of Lord Vapor because they're so different? Yeah. And we yeah we just said oh, fuck it. Yeah, I think you just have to, yeah. seriously man just own that yeah, absolutely just stick, stick because, because, really because, because Lord Vapor yeah. is whatever Lord Vapor is well that's yeah. exactly what we came to think it's right, like yeah. I, it, sorry this is maybe another topic of conversation but it ties in with what you were saying about like a band doing very different kind of songs yeah, you know yeah. we all have different voices don't we we have, we have different opinions yeah. about a vast mm-hmm. array of stuff and whenever I don't know if anyone's been out there trying to think of a name for a band <laughs> it's it's a tricky thing you know yeah, what's yeah. my band going to be what are we going to call ourselves yeah. and actually you've just got to say pick any name because we're going to own that name yeah, like, we're much. going to be yeah. what we're going to be yeah. the Beatles is a shit name for a band in my opinion like well oh, they seem to have done pretty well yeah, I mean <laughs> that's what I mean like it's, it's they a, called it's the a, Ruttles at first <laughs> or something <laughs> 
it's a stupid name like the Beatles what does that mean like how, what does that encapsulate but Beat yeah. they're great like you don't even think about the band you don't think about you don't you don't think about them as like oh Beatles what, you can come up with a hundred band names just a day until the moment you need to come up with a band name and you've forgotten every band name that has ever existed oh yeah we we I keep a list for like amazing death metal band names things like fisting grannies I think that's a great great Oh, yeah. Mutilated yeah. anus to the list yeah, now. Mutilated yeah, anus. No, that's already taken, apparently. <laughs> Probably badly. Oh, no, it's back in, it's back in, <laughs> back in rotation. Back in rotation. Dot <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, so the new Lord Vapor album is going to be like, like so the, the, the one that's coming out that you've already recorded is going to be quite traditional, traditional Lord, Vapor, Lord Vapor, what you'd expect. But yeah. the, the one after that that you're working on at the moment, that's yeah. going to be quite interesting. Yeah, we've got seven tracks sort of finished. Cool. But I think it's going to end up being like a 12 track. Because the songs are like, we took such a different approach. And like a lot of them are like three to four minutes. Yeah. Sort of seven minutes being the longest, which is quite short. It's quite for short a for a little bit, but yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Not for a brand. Have you got clapping in there? We've got flute, we've got keys, harmonica. <laughs> We've got all sorts. So it's going to be <laughs> some good. Head, some heavy Gospel choir? I'm about the flute because I think that's. That's for another episode. That's a call on off call. <laughs> Jazz yeah. Are you writing these uh, ideas about what is what is like, good to uh, talk about? I, I, I'm in two minds about the flute the same way as I'm not in two minds, but I'm pretty sure the the djembe is probably my least favourite instrument for some reason. And my friend um, Dave Morgan would agree with that. that. I don't think so. <laughs> I think a lot of people wouldn't take too kindly to that. There's something to do with a recurring nightmare that Greg has. It has. Uh, <laughs> but we, we should leave that to another episode yeah. where we can go more in. <laughs> People will find out about the traumatic djembe. The traumatic djembe experience. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I've, I've, and you are writing this down as well, yeah? Yeah, for sure. So the pencil is going. Future podcasts, we're going to feature all these different kind of ideas. Yeah. Do you think that there should be one as well, cool or uncool, these podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> well, let the let's, listen, see. let's see what the viewers <laughs> say. Yeah. We'll let the listeners decide. Yeah. If, the if listeners, we, not the viewers. Sorry. Yeah, the listeners. You said it, I said it badly. Yeah. yeah. Well, we tried to have viewers, but apparently the camera doesn't work. Yeah. The camera doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'd like to fun. invite some uh, of our hearing impaired listeners to maybe tell us whether they like looking at the radio or yeah. the internet computer whilst they're listening to this <laughs> they could just see the accumulation of of cans of John Smith's and bottles of <laughs> the champagne served in <laughs> and the old Guinness served in champagne glasses yeah and, and a bottle of milk. Yeah, out yeah, of I'm, date. I'm milk. currently taking a photo just for the. <gasps> Dave's for, bringing pizza. Good, yeah, just good for the timing, Dave. The show. Is, uh, amazing. Here we go. Here's the oh. picture. You ready? Dave with the pizza. Everyone in? Get in, Greg. Everyone in. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's going to go on the show. <laughs> that's the oh, oh, you dropped the slice. You're a veggie. Oh, oh. That one's got meat. That's slice. And on that bombshell, yeah. are we finishing that? Yeah, I think this is the end. All right, this goodbye, the, everybody. Goodbye. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.